pollution is the introduction of contaminants into the environment that results in unfavorable change. There are different kinds of pollution like water pollution, air pollution, noise pollution, and land pollution. Water pollution is contamination of water bodies such as lakes, oceans, seas, and groundwater. Water is an essential commodity in the ecosystem. In fact, about 71% of the Earth's surface is covered by water, where 96% of the water is oceans. Water is a very important element of life in the environment, and only 2.5% of this water can be used for essential use. But the sad thing is that most of the people in the world drink, cook, and bathe with contaminated water due to water pollution. This speech will touch upon pollution of freshwater sources like lakes, rivers, and groundwater. There are two major sources of water pollution, that is, point sources and non-point sources. For point sources, there are specific sources that can be identified and controlled to prevent pollution. They include spills from pipelines or containers, sewage pipes, and factories. Non-point sources, on the other hand, do not have a specific source. They may include oils and gasoline, pesticides, runoff water from rains, or melting ice that carries fertilizers. There are also litter such as plastic bags and animal waste that drain into rivers, then lakes, and finally into the oceans. Though the major types of water pollution across the world are caused by disease-causing bacteria and viruses. Water pollution has major effects on human beings. Around 7.4 million deaths around the world are reported each year due to the effects of air, water, and land pollution. In most developing countries, it is estimated that more than 80% of untreated sewage contaminates creeks, rivers, lakes, and oceans. In these countries, 95% of sewage is not treated, and consequently, more than 2 billion people consume water that is polluted with disease-causing bacteria and viruses. In 2016, respiratory tract infections were reported to be the third cause of death in the world, respectively. An example of the impact of contaminated water on human beings is the case with the city Flint, Michigan. The authority of Flint started sourcing its drinking water from the Flint River and did not include corrosion control in the treatment process. Soon after they started distributing the water to homes in the community, the people complained about the color, taste, and smell of the water. It was later found that the water contained contaminants such as corroded lead from the water pipes and plumbing fixtures. In July of 2015, test results showed that the children in Flint had high amounts of lead in their blood and that the water contained higher amounts of lead than the acceptable limits. Consumption of such contaminated water can cause liver, kidney, and nervous system problems. High levels of lead in children can also result to a low IQ, short concentration span, increased violence and antisocial behavior, and adverse effects on the reproductive organs. In pregnant women, it can cause miscarriages, and in men, it affects the organs responsible for the production of sperms. All in all, these effects being quite devastating. What's more is that contaminated water can cause the death of aquatic life. Plants and animals depend on water for life and are affected when the water is contaminated. Statistics from the Center of Biological Diversity on the effects of the Deep Horizon spill show the impact of pollution on aquatic life. The BP Deepwater Horizon catastrophe in 2010 spilled 205.8 million gallons of oil and 225,000 tons of methane into the Gulf of Mexico. Out of this, only 25% of the oil was recovered, leaving a huge amount of the oil at the sea. According to the statistics, around 82,000 birds, 6,165 sea turtles, 25,900 sea mammals, and a big number of fish were killed or harmed.
Besides that, underwater habitat for the rare dwarf seahorse was destroyed, and more than a thousand miles of the shoreline, including beaches, were oiled. Such catastrophic oil spills are deadly costly and can change sensitive ocean ecosystems forever. Contamination of water through sewage is another way that affects aquatic life. Most of the urban sewage contains litter, which in 70% is usually plastic, and 30% is metal and glass. Studies have shown that more than 1,200 aquatic animals come into contact with litter by eating it, living in it, or getting tangled up in it. When the animals ingest this litter, it creates health problems to the animals by depleting their nutrients and blocking their stomachs and intestines. Since animals cannot digest plastics or metals, they die from obstruction. The litter also creates a toxic environment in the water. This water, when consumed by the animals, causes blood clotting or other medical issues that kill the animals. The toxic water may also kill the plant life in the water, and the animals will not have enough to eat, and as a result, die of hunger. Water pollution also leads to a distortion in the ecosystem. A healthy ecosystem relies on a chain of animals, plants, and fungi, which interact either directly or indirectly in order to thrive. When one of these is harmed, it affects the entire aquatic environment. For example, nutrient pollution leads to an increase in algae, which reduces the oxygen in water and hence the death of aquatic life. The algae can also produce neurotoxins that can affect wildlife from whales to sea turtles. These toxins can reduce the animal's lifespan and ability to reproduce, and this will affect the food chain as the predator eats the prey. Contaminated water also has an economic effect as management and restoration of contaminated water bodies is expensive. For example, in 2019 after the Fukushima disaster, Japan stated that it was running out of space to contain the over a million tons of contaminated water. It was estimated that it would cost them around $660 billion to clean up the effects of the disaster. In normal cases, it is expensive to purify drinking water and also to treat illnesses that are a result of consumption of contaminated water. It also costs governments a lot of money to clear litter and algae in the water. Litter and algae on water bodies also affect fishing as the number of fish reduces, leading to reduced catches and hence the revenue of the fishing sector. They also affect shipping as litter can cause damage to the shipping vessels, leading to reduced productivity and revenue due to delays and accidents. Other impacts include repair costs, rescue effort costs, and loss of life or injury. Polluted water bodies also affect the tourism sector. For example, polluted beaches discourage visitors, and a reduction in the number of visitors means a decrease in the revenue and a loss of jobs for those in the tourism sector. What is clear is that water is to the core to the existence of human beings, animals, and other living things and should be preserved to ensure its sustained availability. This sustained availability is threatened by human activities that lead to water pollution. To help overcome this, industry should come up with ways to treat the waste better, and better ways of disposal other than directing it to the water bodies. Firms in charge of water supply for human consumption should also ensure that they properly treat the water before it is supplied for human consumption. Effective environmental production policies should be put in place and include all key players in the environmental sector. There can be no life without clean water and everyone has to take part in saving water and to keep it clean. If everyone plays the role in preventing water pollution, it will be easy to have a sustained availability of clean drinking water. This will not only benefit us but also generations to come. A six-year-old child, Julia, is diagnosed with terminal leukemia. She becomes a candidate for the Name Your Dream Foundation. 
She is a very devoted fan of the local sports hero, Suki Metz. After Julia communicates her wish that Suki Metz pay her a hospital visit, Metz dies tragically in a plane crash. Her parents ask the foundation not to inform her of this, as it would be devastating and perhaps even risk her health. They instead suggest hiring a lookalike to perform the visit. What should the organization do? As you can see, the Name Your Dream Foundation is faced with a very difficult situation. They have devoted their entire business model to fulfilling promises and dreams to these young children. And to be faced with a situation like this must be extremely hard for them, given all that they do. Fulfilling a faulty dream to Julia is something I'm sure they never thought they would have to encounter. I would first like to start off by acknowledging and somewhat relating to Julia's situation and her love for a famous athlete or artist. Like many others, when I was younger, I was infatuated with various famous artists and musicians, and in particular with the musician Kid Cudi. I had liked almost all of his music, and like others, wondered what it would be like to actually meet him in person. Similar to Julia, it probably would have been a dream to meet him. Unfortunately, that never happened, but I can understand young Julia's admiration for Suki Metz. If I was the Name Your Dream Foundation, I would think carefully about deciding what is best for Julia, especially when this type of decision becomes life or death if Julia doesn't take it well. With that being said, if the foundation chooses to go against Julia's parents' wishes and tell Julia the truth, and she passes away because of it, they could be looking at a huge lawsuit. This type of thing could ruin the foundation, and thousands of dreamers will never get the chance to be positively impacted by such an amazing organization. Though if I were the Name Your Dream Foundation, and after hearing what Julia's parents' concerns were, I would do as they say. I would find a lookalike Suki Metz and arrange for him to meet Julia as if the terrible tragedy didn't even exist. But if they don't do as Julia's parents say, they could be responsible for Julia's illness getting worse. I do not think this is something the NYDF wants to have on their hands. After all, they are her parents and they know their daughter better than anyone else. Personally, if I were Julia, I would want to know the truth, even at the age of six. But with that being said, I can understand why the NYDF has mixed feelings on the issue. They want to be able to keep their promises because they know how important these events are for these young terminally ill children. Though with that being said, I would still stand by my decision to abide by the parents' wishes. I say this because I don't think Julia would want the memory of Suki Metz to be of his tragic death. This entire story reminds me of a similar story I read regarding the professional basketball player Kobe Bryant and his tragic helicopter crash death last year. He was also very involved in similar organizations like Make-A-Wish Foundation. This foundation similarly granted wishes to children with cancer or other life-threatening illnesses. Kobe Bryant granted over 200 children wishes with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. When they asked the families how they were impacted after he passed, most said they would prefer not to discuss it because they do not want to remember him by his tragic ending. It is also important to acknowledge what could happen if the NYDF cooperates with the family and hires a Suki Metzik alike. What if Julia is too smart for her own good? What if the combination of Suki Metz's death and the fact that her parents tried to trick her are too much for her to handle? This type of false hope could send Julia to her death. I think this is something we can all relate to. How many of us were noticeably upset when we found out Santa Claus was not real? Many children become very upset about this as a child. You first become disappointed that he didn't actually exist, but then you mostly feel as though your trust was betrayed by your parents, that they would elaborately lie for that long. 
I can only imagine what it would be like if I also had cancer during the year I found out Santa Claus wasn't real. In conclusion, after taking all the parts into consideration, I stand by my decision to allow Julia's parents to decide what is best for her physical and mental health. I feel as though her parents are morally and legally responsible. With Julia's situation potentially being life or death, I think it is the smartest choice.